Thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection for November 3rd, 2021. This is my 85th podcast since I began on March 18th of 2020. As we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic has been very devastating, but it has also created many opportunities, and I am thankful that God has equipped and is still equipping me for this opportunity to share His Word with others. When God's Word is sent out, it never returns empty. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you as always for your word that both comforts and convicts us when we receive it. We thank you for your invitation to help us carry our burdens. And Lord, we also thank you for revealing yourself through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as our relationship with you strengthens through reading and studying your holy word. Help us to share the joy of that relationship with others through our thoughts, words, and deeds. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to begin by reading a passage from the book of Matthew. And this comes from the 11th chapter, verses 28 through 30. You'll you'll recognize it. It's very familiar. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, it'd be easy to read into this passage that Jesus is saying, hey, join up with me and you're going to have an easy life. It's really just the opposite. He knows that life is going to be tough, and he's inviting each and every one of us into a relationship with his Father through him. And it is with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we will walk our faith journey through life. You know, it's very difficult for us at times because we really want to see in person the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the scripture from the book of John, Jesus assures his disciples, as well as us, that he is the way. And by knowing him, they and we have and can see the Father. Listen to the words from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 5 through 9. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, You do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me? Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time, 
Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? I once read a book titled Blue Like Jazz that is authored by Donald Miller. I want to share a paragraph with you from this book. When I first read it years ago, I felt like I could somewhat relate to what was being said, but now I have a much more clearer understanding and understand the feeling that you will hear in this reading. Now listen as I read what the author had to say about a friend of his and the true experience he had. And I quote, a guy I know named Alan went across the country asking ministry leaders questions. He went to successful churches and asked pastors what they were doing and why what they were doing was working. It sounded very boring except for one visit he made to a man named Bill Bright, the leader of a big ministry. Alan said he was a big man, full of life, who listens without shifting his eyes. Alan asked a few questions. I don't know what they were, but as a final question, he asked Dr. Bright what Jesus meant to him. Alan said Dr. Bright could not answer the question. He said Dr. Bright just started to cry. He sat there in his big chair behind his big desk and wept. When Alan told that story, I wondered what it was like to love Jesus that way. I wondered, quite honestly, if that Bill Bright guy was just nuts or if he really knew Jesus in a personal way, so well that he would cry at the very mention of his name. I knew then that I would like to know Jesus like that, with my heart, not just my head. End quote. About three years ago, I was asked to speak at our confirmation class at our church and let the kids in the class know what God meant to me and share a little bit of my faith journey with them. I'd like to share that with you today as well. Picture yourself on a cold winter morning getting dressed to go to school and you want to know how the weather feels outside. So while, while you're still in your pajamas, you open the door and step outside. Immediately you feel the chill in the air and want to go right back inside. When you get back inside your house, you may go find your favorite blanket or something to throw over your shoulders and wrap around your body. Remember how that knocks the chill off and makes you feel warm and comfortable. Well, that's how I feel when I'm close to God. Warm and comfortable, inside and out. I think one of those times in the past when I felt the closest to God was during my brother Richard's illness and immediately after his death. I'm the oldest of five boys and we've always been a very close-knit family. My brother Richard was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer in early 2013. From the time of his diagnosis to the time of his death was a short three months. During that time, I saw God at work in and through my family members, as well as friends of our families. I prayed often and asked God if it was his will to bring his healing power to my brother. And I asked God to work through my brother's doctors and healthcare professionals. 
One thing in particular that I prayed for was God's peace to be with me as well as my brother's family and friends. For those of you that know me, you probably know I enjoy laughter and occasionally tell a funny story. During our time at the hospital together, God allowed me to bring some laughter to family and friends while my brother lay in a hospital bed surviving only because he had a breathing tube inserted through his nose. The last few days of my brother's life, I was able to see all of our family and many of my brother's friends rally around his immediate family. That brought peace to me, just like that warm blanket you toss around your shoulders on a cold winter morning. A couple of days before Richard died, my three brothers and Richard's wife, Gail, happened to be at the hospital at the same time. Now, I'd been in to visit Richard several times, and it was not easy seeing him lying there sedated with a tube in his nose. When the opportunity presented itself for all of us to go in together, I chickened out. I just did not want to remember him that way, but about five minutes later, I felt a peace and a calmness and a nudging that led me to his room with all of my brothers and Richard's wife, Gail, at the same time. I'm so glad I did, because while we were there, I asked Gail if it would be okay if we prayed. We all held hands, and I prayed for healing, if possible, answers to questions we all had. I thank God for the time we had with Richard, and I also ask him for his peace to be with us. A few days later, immediately after my brother passed away, I had another opportunity to offer prayer with the close family members that were there. We did, and when I finished the prayer, my sister-in-law's sister looked at me and said something to the effect, how can you remain so steady and calm at a time like this? My answer to her was, I can't by myself, but with God's help, he gives me the strength and the peace that is beyond human capability and understanding. Now, I also shared this reflection with the kids in confirmation class that day. I wanted to share a little bit about my faith journey with them. I think in order to feel distant from someone, you have to acknowledge they exist. Well, I did believe in God. I just did not think I needed him in the past. After my college years and somewhere around five years into my married life, I allowed my relationship with God to grow stale. God never left me, but I just did not feel the need for a two-way relationship. During that time, there were occasions in social situations that conversations would involve, involve foul language and even racist comments. While I did not condone overtly this type of behavior, I did nothing to actively show my disagreement. In fact, I actually probably giggled at some of the foul language and maybe even some of the racist remarks that were made. I did not realize at the time, but most likely, my giggles and laughter were condoning and encouraging that kind of behavior with my friends. When I started becoming closer to Jesus, I realized that God's grace had forgiven me for my participation. 
I wondered many times how I could change my friends' attitudes. And then I realized that I could never change my friends' attitudes. I had to change mine and model a different attitude to them. I could not do that without the loving example that Jesus gave me and gives me every day and is available to all of us. I pray for the peace and ability to bite my tongue and change my reactions to the use of foul language and racist comments. Over time, I noticed, because I had allowed God to work in me and change me for the better, slowly but surely others around me began to change. During that time, my sin of inaction distanced me from God, but not Him from me. Those are not times I'm proud of, but I do thank God for His grace and forgiveness to accept me, even though I am a sinner. And I pray daily that he helps equip me to be one of his humble servants and to share the love of and good news of his son, Jesus Christ. I have an elderly friend that I have always admired for who he is and how he portrayed his love for Jesus. He shared with me one time that his father was not a believer. And on his father's deathbed, he told his son, that living life, not believing in God, was not that bad, but that dying without believing was hell. Thank you for allowing me to share what God means to me. God has revealed to us in and through his Son, Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit. We see him through the eyes of our heart. We meet Jesus through the words of the Holy Scripture. We meet him in sermons. We meet him in Bible studies. We meet him in small group discussions. We meet him wherever two or three are gathered in his name because he's there. While we don't see him with our eyes, we see him with our hearts. The gospel is so powerful it will never be stopped. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, as we bow our heads in prayer to you, we thank you for your word that reveals your will and your son and invites us to have a relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. We lift up this prayer of thanks in his name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.